are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast. You're part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. You're listening to who? The always wonderful and, might I add, handsome host of this podcast, Miller Thomas, multimedia journalist and graphic designer. So please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles, to my photos, and my graphic design. For today's show, we're talking about last night's Diamondbacks win. It was a good start for Madison Bumgarner. We're talking about this list that Bleacher Report wrote about the 25 biggest surprises of 2020. And I'll tell you which Diamondbacks player I think got left off that list. And then finally, the, the Diamondbacks and Miami Marlins finally completed that Caleb Smith trade. So I'll tell you who the player to be named later is. They're, they were finally revealed, so I'll tell you who the player was. But first, if your company's interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked on Diamondbacks is listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want men in that age range, this is your spot. Plus, I'll rate to the most reasonable around. Email me at locked on Diamondbacks at gmail.com to find out more. All right, let's talk about last night's Diamondbacks uh, loss. I don't know if I said win earlier, but it's a loss that the Diamondbacks uh, got handed to them by the Houston Astros 3-2. to It was a close loss for the Arizona Diamondbacks, and it was finally a good Madison Bumgarner. It was probably the best Madison Bumgarner we saw all season. He didn't give up any earned runs in this one, which was impressive because we know Madison Bumgarner's track record in his previous two starts after coming off the injured list. He's given up 12 earned runs in 14 innings. So it was finally nice to see a positive Madison Bumgarner. If you just look at his stat line, five innings. So it wasn't, you know, he like he pitched deep into the ballgame, but he went five innings, only had two hits, which was surprising. No earned run. If you want to hear the craziest stat about this start from Madison Bumgarner, he gave up no home run. Just think about that. I think this was the first time all season where he had a start with no home runs allowed. So very clean Madison Bumgarner in that respect. Seven strikeouts, only one walk. Just a phenomenal start all around for Madison Bumgarner. There's not much you could say about it. He retired his final nine batters and 13 of his last 14. So Madison Bumgarner was really dealing in this one. But he only pitched 80 pitches. So that's part of the reason why he didn't go super deep into the ballgame. He didn't have a lot of pitches. So maybe that was a little misleading what I just said. He didn't have a lot of pitches. So maybe he could have actually gone deep into the ballgame. But Toy Lovello said this was part of the decision to make sure Mass we get the best Mass and Bumgarner. They said the last two starts of how Mass and Bumgarner that didn't factor into their decision to take him out earlier than you might have expected, especially seeing how well Madison Bumgarner was pitching yesterday. Maybe you think he can go out there and give you six, seven innings 
for the first time all season of a clean game and possibly get his first win of the season because he's yet to get a win in a Dimebacks uniform. That's eight starts he's made this year without a win. He's actually still he's actually on a winless streak. He's now even going back to his days with the San Francisco Giants. Now his 13 straight starts of no wins. So for a guy with a pedigree like Madison Bumgarner, that's pretty crazy to hear knowing how good he's been, knowing he's been a 200-inning guy, 200-strikeout guy, World Series champ to hear now he's at 13 straight wins or 13 straight starts with no wins. Uh, that's a pretty improbable stat to hear, but I think Madison Bumgarner after that start could be you know, maybe turning a corner at least, maybe working his way into uh, better situations for himself. He looked a little bit better yesterday with his pitches. His fastball velocity was still very low. It sat between 88 and 90 miles per hour. A slight improvement from the 88.3 miles per hour he averaged earlier in the season. We still want to see that velocity tick up a little bit. But yesterday, it was all about the cutter for Madison Bumgarner. That was his most effective pitch, I would have to say. Uh, His fastball has just not been it this year. I mean... Seeing how fast it is, there's no wonder why it has been effective. It's just way too slow for people, uh, not for batters. It's way too slow for Baumgartner to actually make that an effective pitch. Batters are just sitting back and waiting on his fastball, but his cutter yesterday was moving at good lateral movement, and he got seven strikeouts because of it. Three of his seven strikeouts, or yeah, I should say three of his seven strikeouts, came off directly from the cutter, so it was definitely moving for him yesterday. And just like how his cutter is moving, there was a lot of gripe in this one about the strike zone moving. We saw Madison Bumgarner get pretty angry with the ump after the third inning. They were definitely exclaiming some words back and forth. Uh, you could even hear the mic on the broadcast. Uh, you, you could hear the the actually the broadcast pick up the umpires in this one because they were just yelling at each other so much between Lavello Bumgarner. And uh, and uh, the the umpire yesterday, they were just doing the most yesterday in terms of arguing over calls. Tory Lavelle and Madison Baumgartner did not agree with them on a lot of their calls, especially one on the outside corner to Eduardo Escobar. They felt like they were, they were getting calls when the other team weren't, the Houston Astros. So they felt like the strike zone was just a moving target yesterday. And Tory Lavello, you know, stood up for his guy, Madison Baumgartner, Madison Baumgartner. As he should, you know, I like how Tori Lovello always is engaged, always keeps that fire sparked for his team. And we know, you know, Madison Bum, we know Tori Lovello is a guy who, who plays with fire, fire in his own belly. He lives on the edge. And we saw it yesterday with the blow up against against the umpire. And that's what I love to see. I want my manager to go out there and defend my players like that. I want my manager to have my players back because in baseball, it's the only sport where your your manager, your coach can go yell at the ref for, you know, get up in their grill and just tear them apart, rip them to shreds. You could yell a little bit in basketball, but you'll get hit with a tech. In football, they'll yell at the referee, but nothing will, you know, necessarily happen because they will always stay on the sidelines. But in baseball, the, umpire, the, the manager will just walk right up to that umpire, get right in their face, get all up in their grill, just spit all over them and just cuss them out right there in their basically their little office, which is 
where they're stationed at, right behind home plate. They'll just come right there, which is basically the office for the umpire. And a manager will just rip that umpire to shreds. And that's what Toy Lovello did yesterday. He ripped the umpire to shreds. And he needed to be because Massive Bumgarner was actually on and pitching great for once. It's something we haven't seen a ton this season. So when you do see good Massive Bumgarner, when you do see him with his pitches being effective, with a cutter working like that yesterday, you want him to get the benefit of the de- uh, of the doubt when the calls are working for him, and that's not what was happening yesterday. So I'm glad Toy Lavello came to his defense. But even though Massive Baumgartner had a good day, he left for a two nothing lead, and it didn't matter. He couldn't get his first win in this one because the D-backs bullpen gave it up. Tyler Widener came back off the injured list. He was activated, and he gave up one earned run and two thirds of an inning. Then Hector Rondon, who hasn't been good. All season, uh, got uh, gave up an earned run. Also, in what inning is this? In the bottom of the seventh, he gave up a home run to George Springer inside the Parker to tie it up. And then, and then in the bottom of the eighth, Junior Guerrero, who's been pretty good on the season, gave up an earned run too off two walks. So and a hit, or excuse me, he actually didn't give up a hit, just two walks. So. This bullpen yesterday really just screwed over Madison Bumgarner. Not any other way you can slice it. Madison Bumgarner was finally set up to get his first win as an Arizona Diamondback. And the D-backs bullpen, couldn't, they couldn't do it. They couldn't pull it together yesterday. It's been an up-and-down bullpen all season. Could really make the case it's one of the worst bullpens in Diamondbacks history. And yesterday was just a further display of that. At least the offense had a couple of highlights. We saw a home run by Nick Ahmed. You always like when Nick Ahmed, you know, does anything offensively just because he's usually just considered the defensive wizard. But I think Nick Ahmed offensively has actually been better than people realize. He's been pretty solid in runners and scoring position. In runners and scoring position, he's batting 265, so he's not the worst. Got five dingers on the season, which is even more than Ketel Marte. So he's been all right. He's been you know solid on the year offensively. Not the best player in the sport obviously not the best player at his own position but I think Nick Amon has been better on the season than he's given credit for and I like what he did in yesterday's game so good Nick Amon good Madison Bumgarner just need the bullpen to close it out if we ever want to see Madison Bumgarner with a victory now I'll get into which Diamondbacks player was left off the list of 25 biggest surprises from the 2020 season but first can someone call the Guinness Book of World Records and give 2020 world's greatest delay of game? Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever, and Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, and you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With with 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash LockedOnMLB. This is their best offer available anywhere. 
Go right now to Indeed.com slash LockdownMLB. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. And let me also tell you guys about Built Bar. Built Bar is back and more delicious than ever before because they have six new flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Now, I love Built Bars because they are healthy. They're protein bars. But they taste like candy bars. They're great for the health-conscious guy like me. And I love them because they do have that candy bar taste. But they also help you lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. And get this. The bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. So it's great if you got that keto diet. BuiltBar.com has also reset their promo code for this launch. So Free cooler with purchase while supplies last. And if you go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get $10 off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON, $10 off at BuiltBar.com. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back to it. And let's first talk about who the D-backs got back as that player to be named later in the Caleb Smith trade. And in this one, I think they actually got a pretty decent piece back. I'm not, you know, I don't know where he exactly falls on, like, the baseball prospects list when you're looking about that. But if you just look his raw overall numbers from the minor leagues I believe the the D-backs got a pretty useful piece and a maybe a potentially future piece back in this trade with the Miami Marlins and the player they got back is Julio Frias who is a 22 year old pitching prospect he is from the Dominican Republic and he's been pretty good he's now been five years now in the minor leagues he's been mostly in high a ball but last year he was pretty dynamite for this team uh in high a ball last year or I think it's low a ball actually in low a ball last year for the Miami Marlins he was pretty good uh it was class a short season that let, let's clear it up it not, not I'm not gonna say low A, high A. It was class A short season. That's what it was. And he pitched 14 games. He had a 283 ERA and he had 73 strikeouts. Those are pretty impressive numbers for a guy uh, who is still pretty young, only 22 years old. Has already spent five years in the minor league system. So this could be a guy who's ready to come up pretty soon. Good strikeout per nine numbers. It was the first year he had a pretty solid ERA. His other previous seasons uh, with the Marlins organization, he, he struggled pretty heavily. But, you know, finally seeing him turn it around after having some experience, it was the most innings pitch he pitched in his minor league career. It was the most strikeouts he ever had. So pretty much, by all accounts, it was the best season he's ever had. Now, there's still some areas he could, you know, work on. His walks per nine was still pretty high for my liking for his career. It's at 4.9, but at least in 2019, it went down to just three flat. That's something you like to see. I think this was a pretty good overall deal for this Diamondbacks team. I mean, to, they, they gave up Starling Marte. I will never like that move. Even I, I don't really care who they acquired. I will never like the Starling Marte move, considering he wasn't getting paid a lot. He was playing like an all-star. He was playing like our best offensive player, and he could have been an asset for next season as well. So I don't like that move, but 
I will say the players we got back are not too bad. Caleb Smith so far has looked better than I would have expected when everyone tells me he's going to be the new Robbie Ray. Humberto Mejia is a nice young pitching prospect as well. And then now Julio Frijas. So you got two nice pitching prospects plus a pretty decent starter who can play right now in Caleb Smith. So overall, the pieces you got back for Starling Marte wasn't that bad. But just the idea of actually trading Starling Marte, I, I didn't like that move. So still overall, I'm going to give this overall deal probably a B- minus, just because it did get, back, did get back in return some pretty decent prospects. But I don't like the move at all so to trade a guy like Starling Marte. I think you still lose that trade no matter how you slice it. But now... Let me tell you guys about this list that Bleacher Report wrote because they did a list talking about the 25 biggest surprises of 2020. And it's basically just players, the biggest surprise players of 2020. And number one on this list was Devin Williams, relief pitcher for the Milwaukee Brewers. Number two, Jake Cronenworth. But I won't go through this whole list. I'll just think, uh, I'll just tell you. Why I have a big gripe with this list because there is one Diamondback uh, who's not on this list who I feel like was a shoo-in to be on this list because when I started from the bottom and worked my way to the top, I was like, oh, there's no way this guy's not on this list because some of the other guys on this list I don't even think are huge surprises. I mean, Will Myers is on this list. He used to be a former top prospect. So was Dylan Bundy, Trevin Rosenthal. You know, he has a little track record of success as well. Of Kenta Maeda, you know, he's been pretty good in his career as well. So there are some guys on this list who I don't think is a huge surprise that they're playing well. I didn't think they deserve to be on the list as considered as one of the biggest surprises of 2020. Because when I tell you the D-backs, or not the D-backs, but the D-back who was left off this list, you're going to agree with me because... How can you not put Zach Gallen on this list? How is he how is he not one of the biggest surprises of 2020? He continued his streak of giving up three earned runs or fewer to start your major league career. He was pitching dominant all year. He was in the Cy Young race up until his last two starts. So I'm just a little confused how Zach Gallen is not considered one of the biggest surprises of 2020. It was a guy traded uh, from the Miami Marlins to the Arizona Diamondbacks. He was a guy who had a pretty good season last year, but would have anyone have expected for him to have the kind of season he had this year? I mean, look at some of the... He, Zach Gallon didn't even get an honorable mention by the Bleach Report list. When a guy like Matt Kemp, who's been an MVP candidate before, got an honorable mention. When a guy like Taiwan Walker, who's been a stud before in his career, got an honorable mention. I, I don't see how Zach Gallon did not even make a list when you actually have some former top prospects on here. Some guys who's had some pretty stellar seasons before in their careers. Maybe they just had a rejuvenation this season. I don't understand. I think that's just more Zach Allen disrespect because even before Zach Allen had the start that ended his phenomenal streak, he wasn't even top 10 in the NL Cy Young predictor for ESPN. And I know you're thinking, hey, maybe it's because uh, the Dimebacks weren't a good team. So that's why Zach Allen wasn't super high on the predictor. But you still had guys like Jacob DeGrom on the predictor who we all know hasn't won any games over the two years he won a Cy Young, who's had a losing record in the years he's won a Cy Young. So I think I think someone like Zach Allen has just been grossly overlooked this season. I think it's just really disrespectful to him. Ketel Marte is a guy who has gotten 
pretty good at claiming who is a guy who has not been disrespected, even though he plays for the Arizona Diamondbacks. He usually gets his respect around the league. But Zach Allen is on that list of Arizona Diamondbacks who outperformed their expectations, you know, for two years now and has still not been brought up enough in just casual, casual conversation. So hopefully in the future, Zach Allen actually uh, makes that list and is actually on that Cy Young predictor next season. And let's hope he takes home the award next year because the way Zach Allen has looked this year, I think it's possible he could put himself in the MVP running with another phenomenal season next year. Now, that's it for this edition of the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. Hope everyone tuned into today's podcast. Hope everyone enjoyed listening to that. And as always, stay safe and stay healthy. Peace!